More FM on your Sunday morning. <laughs> How are you going? Uh, who is that? <laughs> That's Ashley Simpson, mate. I searched pie. Oh, yeah, nice. And it came up with Pieces of Me by <laughs> Ashley Simpson. I know the song, though. Yeah. Like, it must have been a big hit. I don't know who it was or what it's called, but I like I can recognise it. Yeah, I don't know too much about uh, Ashley Simpson, but I'm going to be honest, I knew all of those lyrics. Yeah, that's here con- we go. That's concerning. <laughs> that is concerning. That's highly concerning. But anyway, mate, we're not here to talk about Ashley Simpson, <laughs> but we can if you'd like us to. But today on the Keep the Change podcast, mate, you've come in and you want to talk about pies and pies. growing your pies. But I'm not talking pie funds. No, no. We're going to talk about the pie fallacy, which I think is really misunderstood and it, it basically to quickly summarize the next half hour or so of what we're going to talk about money is not wealth money is what we use to measure wealth and they are two very different things now I'll, I'll, I'll read this eh? I'll try and read this I'm not as good a reader as you because I didn't really learn to read but I'll <laughs> give it a go eh? because this explains the bulk of what we're going to talk about, and it's really important. The surprising number of people retain from childhood the idea that there is a fixed amount of wealth in the world. There is, in any normal family, a fixed amount of money at any moment, but that's not the same thing. When wealth is talked about in this context, it is often described as a pie. Quote, you can't make the pie larger, quote, say politicians, when you're talking about the amount of money in one's family bank account or the amount of money available to a government from one year's worth of tax revenue, this is true. If one person gets more, someone else has to get less. That is, and then we we put a, a pie circle, like a pie chart, and then we see, you know, the tax revenues, blah, 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 and it's this much this year, and we get split it up into this much. But in everything we get trained is that way of thinking. But the reality is, is that that is not wealth and we are not taking from others when we are creating wealth. And this little sort of write-up here has a great little example which we'll dive into and a couple of other ideas. It's along the lines of, suppose you own a beat-up old car. Instead of sitting on your ass next summer, you could spend time restoring your car to pristine condition. In doing so, you've created wealth. The car started as a piece of shit at $1,000. You spent a lot of time and effort on it. Now it's worth $20,000. The world, and specifically you are, one pristine old car, the richer. And not just in a metaphorical way. If you sell the car, you'll get more for it. So what you've done is created wealth out of nothing, basically. Energy and time or whatever. But really, the car before was 1000 bucks. Now it's 20000 bucks. That can go into your net assets in your wealth calculation that you do every month. $19,000 of wealth has been created out of thin air, and then you could go and sell it if you want to. But it didn't make anyone's life worse, or you didn't make anyone poorer to do that. Interesting, eh? So if you do sell the car, though, do you make someone's life poorer because they have to give you the cash for the pristine vehicle now? No, because they're after a really mint version of that car. So they're, the wealth's being passed over. Money is used, it's interesting, that this is about the abstraction of money. Money is not wealth. It's just something we use to move wealth around. Mm. So that's quite important because we calculate in money and numbers to create 
what we think of value of things, but really it's just the globally agreed on thing that we do to trade our actual wealth. So, and I think this is really important in New Zealand because I'm not a fan of like this hate the rich thing. Um, I can see and understand why you feel it, but someone getting rich didn't make you poor. You know, if Elon Musk was never invented and wasn't the richest man in the world, it wouldn't have changed my life. You know, it wouldn't have changed the path of my life. He didn't suck it out of my bank account. Would have changed my mate. I wouldn't have my fucking sick car. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So if anything, he would have made my life worse. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Cheers, Elon. (laughs) But I think it's, it's really important, right? It's the same with anything. You know, we hear all we were talking off the mic before about people renovating houses and and creating value out of it, you know? It was the example I was just going to get into. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you go and spend 50 grand on a new kitchen and bathroom, but the value of the house goes up 200 maybe or whatever it may be. Mm. And, you know, you might not even sell that house, but you increased your wealth by 150K. You didn't make anyone poor by doing that. It's yours and you didn't take away from anyone. You just created it out of thin air almost. All I'm hearing, mate, is be a producer, not a fucking consumer. That's it. Pod done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that you, you may uh, raise a good point there because I think a lot of people wouldn't relate to the car one, right? Because they would go, well, you know, I, I don't know, they don't like cars. But this is what Kiwis have done their entire, for generations, they've got a property and they've looked for ways to improve the value. And as we've learned on a couple of recent pods with uh, Elsa Wolf and then Tama Singh, they're adding value to a property. You might not sell it yet, but the bank believe you mm. because then they let you borrow more against it because they say, oh, that house is actually worth X, Y, Z. And also in the process of doing that, you need to get a valuation done. So you have to pay with money mm. to get a valuation done by somebody who's got the knowledge in that space. And they say, oh, yes. This property was worth $300,000, but with what you've done with it, it's actually worth $450,000. Crazy, eh? I think there's lots of things, once you understand this, that you can do to increase your wealth. You can look around your own house and think about it. And you can start putting this lens on over everything of like, how do I make that the most valuable version of it? You know, how do I make my car the most valuable version of my car? How do I make my house the most valuable version of it? Like, you know, you might, st- when you put this lens on, you might be like, fuck, we do need to pull down that wall or put that wall up and add that bedroom or whatever it is. And then it might not be to create the actual liquidity out of it straight away. But if you can make these small little changes over time to increase your wealth consistently, you will thank yourself a lot later on, eh? This is a really interesting topic because I don't know heaps about the pie fallacy or because all I hear is this is a really political topic where some people say what you're saying and potentially some of the examples that I'll give Mm. is full of shit and they'll have a reason why it's wrong. But then there'll be other people that learn from this and go, that makes sense to me. I can better my life in the country by doing this. The politicians want you to believe that there is a pie, a fixed amount, yep. and that it, if it comes, gets taken from over there to move over there, then it's someone's losing and someone's winning. That is basically a myth. Mm. Because how come if I res- restore my house or renovate my house, it goes up in value and I've got a higher net worth? But I didn't take from anyone to do it. I did it myself, and the number went up regardless. It's interesting because... When I spoke to Leighton on the Sharesies podcast the other day, he said, we're all about increasing the pie. 
And I was like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, why have you said that? And so I dug into it for a little bit and we were basically talking about, well, you know, they are then to trying to teach other people how to increase their own pie. Yeah. So that as a nation, then we become wealthier. Aussie have done it well. They're then going into Australia. Yep. They're increasing our New Zealand pie too because they're becoming an exporter. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to bring that wealth here and charge fees and things like that because they are thinking bigger yeah. than just New Zealand. I've got James Fuller from Henry mm-hmm. soon. Why, why didn't they just stop at New Zealand mm. for Henry? Why is that not enough? They're like, now let's go create the Aussie market. Same with Zero. Yep. They're international. Started out of New Zealand. They're making everybody's life in that space better. They've advanced technology in that space massively. But again, Rod Drury, rich asshole to some people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, just fuck, fuck knows what people say about him, but there'll, there'll be some shit. Well, he's rich, so people will hate him, yeah. Yeah. What I thought I would do, mate, is whack into ChatGPT. Mm. It's got all the answers. This is version 3.5. I said, in economics, is it said that the pie is fixed or is it? The, or is it, yeah. Yeah. The idea that the pie is fixed is a perspective often associated with a fixed sum or zero sum mentality. In a zero-sum game, the total amount of wealth or resources remains constant, and any gain by one party comes at the expense of another. This perspective suggests that the economic pie is fixed, and any improvement in one person or group's well-being must be offset by corresponding decrease in another person's or group's well-being. However, it's important to note that in reality, economies are not strictly zero-sum games. Economic growth can occur, leading to an expansion of the overall size of the economic pie. Factors such as technological advancements, innovation, increased productivity, and population growth can contribute to economic growth. In a growing economy, it is possible for multiple parties to benefit simultaneously. This is often referred to as a positive-sum or non-zero-sum dynamics. While certain economic activities or transactions may indeed have winners and losers, the overall wealth and resources available in an economy can increase over time. It's also worth noting that the distribution of the economic gains within a society can vary, and issues such as income inequality and social mobility can influence how the benefits of economic growth are shared among different individuals and groups. In summary, while certain economic transactions or situations may exhibit zero-sum characteristics, the overall economy is not necessarily fixed, and economic growth can lead to an expansion of the pie benefiting multiple parties. Mm-hmm. What I think happens, mate, is that we get confused. You know, Some of this stuff gets confused with a political narrative mm-hmm. and uh, let's teach people this so that then they look at the world like rich, that. Rich pay more tax. Yeah, and if you know, you're know you going out there creating wealth for yourself, then you're obviously standing on people. You're taking advantage of yeah, people. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, how many hours did you make them work? And yeah. that sort of thing, right? And, and I read about that quite often. I think what may help some people that I took a note when you were talking about before is that a lot of us get taught to work. But if you were taught to create mm. rather than work, what would your life look like? That's such a good way to put it, man. Mm. Yeah. Because the reason I say this is I've been studying quite ferociously this year people outside of New Zealand creating in the digital space. Mm. And it is – I was laughing about it, showing Taz the other morning. I was like, fuck, man, these kids are in their 20s making 10,000 US a month doing this shit. Yeah. And they're teaching other people how to do it. They're saying to their generation, bro, don't go get a job, man. 
Like, don't do that. Or if you do, I'll show you how to get out of your job. This Definitely is what you need to do. Uni. <laughs> this is how we did it. And yeah. I'll show you, mate. Like, this is a community group on the internet, and it's free to access yeah. that these lads have put together. And basically, they have got a classroom, and the first page is 81 pages of <laughs> a run-through of how to make $10,000 a month. Yep. In America. It's awesome, eh? Now, what the high level is, is partner with a creator. So again, yep. if you weren't taught to work, you were taught to create. So you find a creator because they're obviously already creating shit, but you're not the creator yet. You get attention and information for them. Yep. And you build a paid community around them. So basically, this is, Americans are now, because I'm starting to get people message me. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you ever thought about using Twitter? And I'm yeah. like, fuck man, I don't want another platform. <laughs> then I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, I know what they're doing. Yeah. So they're looking at me. They're like, he's a creator. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he has a paid community. I can go and get information and attention for him over on Twitter yep. and build a paid community as well. So this 81 page doc runs through this. Yep. But there's also training videos, and this is a free resource. And all it is is what they've done to make sure that they don't have to work because they've decided to create. But to start with, they weren't creating. They were looking at creators going, I want to be like that. And then they found a hack. How can I not do all the creation but make some money? Now, then they've gone a layer on, and they're like, okay, if you want, I think that's how to make your first $10,000 yep. to build some proof. Okay, this works. Yep. And then they have a model that's a paid version of, okay, how do you do it and do it consistently? And here's all the things that will happen yep. as you go further down that track. But I don't see, I, I keep looking and I don't see many Kiwis doing this shit. No. Like I'm not like, well, here's some six examples I can go and ask. Can you please come on the Keep the Change podcast and show me? I put a guy like, uh, you know, Josh on the podcast around creating and helping people increase the pie, their Instagram audiences. He said to me the other day, mate, you know, uh, I will be in the top tax bracket next year. We put that clip up and it goes nuts and it's like, oh yeah, but fucking, are you happy? Um, And (laughs) oh yeah, but you know, if you think that's the only thing that's important about life, you know, and it's got tons of likes and stuff because people can't see this stuff. But in America and other countries, people are going whoa, this is, yeah. like, if I create some shit rather than work. I do think there's some hunger for it, but there's definitely some misunderstanding around it, eh? Definitely. And, yeah, you kind of want to break the the rules that, that aren't rules. They're not rules, but the, the stuff that we've been trained to believe and the narrative to believe, you sort of want to break out of that. And I think one of the best ways to look at it is, like, you getting wealthy doesn't make your neighbour poor. You know, like, mm. it truly is something that you have to get over and stop believing that it's you're going to like trot on people and stand on them or whatever the fuck they say yeah, you know t- take advantage of yeah 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 um, the, the patriarchy did it too because as you know mate when you do do a good job for someone and you get paid well normally you have to have consistent happy customers over time for it to actually turn into good money yeah so that means they value what you do oh yeah so you've actually improved their life yes <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be getting paid or you might have been able to pull it off for a few months and then it collapsed. So I just think putting that lens on of looking at everything and being like, is this the most valuable version of this that, that it can be? And what like, what can I do to do it? Is it worth doing? 
next thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. And you just work through that stuff and you'll find that a lot of things, you don't even need other people. You can do it yourself or... <laughs> you always need other people, mate. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We can, yeah. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. But you can look at stuff and it's you that's going to make the plan to create the wealth in it mm-hmm. and, and create the bigger dollar number <laughs> that you think is taking from someone else, but it's not. Mate, you've got me fucking yeah. all over the show with so many different thoughts. I'm, now. I'm trying to write down so many notes to try and pull myself back. First one... People are going to message me, and they're going to say, "What was that? What was that community you were talking oh, about?" Yeah. It happens every time, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, at the moment, it's where's that spreadsheet? Where's that spreadsheet everyone's yeah. talking about? I don't give it to them anymore. I used to. Yeah. Now I'm like week two of the blog, because that's my test. Will you actually go and get it? Yeah, that's nice. And now I don't know, yeah. but I've given you something to do. If I give it to you, it's like sometimes most people don't even respond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah, cool. No worries. I went and copy and pasted it for you and yeah. gave you exactly what you wanted and you didn't even have the courtesy to say thank you. Yeah. You know, not everybody, but a first lesson, that's happening more in this country. Use your manners. Yeah. Say thank you at places, you'll stand out, you will add more value basics. by lighting up. Yeah. Yeah. Back to basics. So the community is the creator click. C R E A T O R click. C L I Q U E. And there is a school group, S K O O L. Now on school there are a number of communities of people that are doing cool shit, Mm -hmm. a lot of creators and people doing things, and you can learn so much. You're talking about adding value. Firstly, my mind goes to, I think I know what happened. So we say in New Zealand, go to school, go to uni if you want to, but if you don't, get a job. And if Mm -hmm. you do go to uni, get a job. And when you do that, buy a house. Cool. (laughs) We we soaked up 25 years there. And then we say, Improve the value of the house. <laughs> Work on it. But that's the first time we think about it. Like, what, yeah. do you, what, do you, what do you mean improve the value of the house? Yeah, yeah. You, you put a deck on this thing and you build it yourself. Might cost you 10 grand. House is worth 50. It's the first kind of lesson in it you get. Yeah. These kids in America, they're 20. They're like, well, they're not doing that. No. They're, they're skipping the buy the house, stack the deposit, etc. They're going straight to the create piece. So if you can move yourself closer to the create piece, this will make a bit more sense. One of the simplest things that I've learned through my life is the more you help other people, they will help you. Our number one value at Next Advisory is winning. Now, what that means is basically if our clients are winning, we will be too. Mm -hmm. So if we actually care about them winning and getting closer to their goals and keeping them happy and keeping them on the straight and narrow – we should get ours too. Yep. Not ours first. Not how can I get, how can I make sure we're doing real well so then I can be like, oh yeah, show yep. our clients that we're doing well and hopefully they do too. Other way around. What can we create for them? How can we add more value for them? How yep. can we add more value in our marketplace so that they can win and then they'll stay with us. They'll tell other people we'll win too. We can have the things that we want in our life. Yep. Other people first. Next piece, adding value, add value to yourself. If you believe that the pie is one amount, mm. if you actually believe that and you're listening to this, don't ever ask for a pay rise again. Yeah. You're done. This is you're, the, you're making someone else poor doing that. Yeah. And don't go and add value to yourself because mm. that is taking from somebody else. Mm. Once you think about it from that, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. How You I, just fucking hurt some people's feelings, man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's good though. But that's how I would look at it. I would go, okay, if this is true, 
what am I doing that doesn't stack up with this? Mm. Now, I know we'll also get messages and we'll probably get emails and they'll be like, you've missed this massive part of the thing. And it'll be an email this big of showing Mikey a length of about a metre yeah, yeah. uh, of text of all the things that someone knows because they've read all the political manifestos about <laughs> pies and shit. <laughs> Instead of just being like, what I'm trying to say here is it could just be a mindset shift for you to figure out maybe I could live the rest of my life trying to add more value. One of my own values is output over input. So basically, can I contribute more than I consume? Can I add more value? Can I produce? How does my output create more than what I'm taking in? Yeah, for sure. All of this as well, just as a friendly reminder, doesn't mean that wealth, like wealth can be created, but it can also be destroyed Mm. by yourself. So I know we talk about protecting your downside, but, and then going back to the, the house thing you know you renovate your house and then you have a house party and smash holes in the walls and stuff boom wealth gone true so same thing with your business and your clients or your people at work that you're working with or your boss or you know the customers of the business that you're working in or the car like if you fucking go buy a new Tesla and just keep crashing into the curbs and fucking the wheels it'll go down in value yes (laughs) Yes. I've seen that happen I've seen that happen (laughs) So you can destroy wealth too, but the way that I'm seeing it in my mind is to have that lens and look through that lens continuously. So protect the wealth from being destroyed. Of course, there's always market forces, but do your best to create the wealth at the same time. Be Like you say, be creative, create it, and um, remove that you think there's like this fixed pie that you can go and take your slice from and that it's taking from everyone else because it's just not true. Mm. I recently spoke to some builders, mate, and at the end I was saying to them about what they could potentially make. Mm. And then I showed them some average income data from around the country and whatnot. And I said, basically, how many of you um, have been – I told them, I was like, I bet in here a number of you have been asked to donate money to your local rugby team to ensure that you've got uniforms to come and help out and sort out the club rooms as well. And you've thought, I'd do that one as a freebie. Really like the club used to play there. Yeah. To sponsor, to put your branding on the jersey so that they could have new jerseys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all like nodding. Yeah. Yeah. I said, but remember, you guys are the bad guys, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because you're making so much and, you know, you're ripping people off. Yeah, yeah. All that shit. So, but those people that say that stuff, I'm like, it's not them that are going to go build the club rooms, fix the club rooms, fix the drainage, fix the lights, pay for the jerseys. But they're still going to send their kids there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they're going to benefit from what you do. But remember, you're the bad guy. When you go there, just remember, you're the piece of shit that, you know, (laughs) has gone above and beyond and found ways to be able to do that and thought (laughs) it really matters to me in my heart to say, yeah, I will fix the club rooms for free and give up my weekend and stuff. But society's still going to tell you. Mm. You're an asshole. Mm. It's so broken. Like, that is so cooked. It is, eh? It's a funny one. And the, Sorry, mate. Just There's two things there. One, if you're that person saying that those people are the assholes, you've got yourself stuck. Yep. So my challenge when I used to be like that was basically, okay, why don't you fucking do more than your hero? Like, Why don't you try and be the guy that can go and sponsor the, the rugby team? Yep. And see if you can become that person so you know what it actually takes. And then you can now decide which one... Which who's right, and then secondly, over there, 
don't worry about it, basically, that if you are worried about what they're thinking, you're going to hold yourself back. Because yeah. then you're going to worry. The, that What they're saying over there is actually just a load of shit. You've got the evidence, so don't worry about it. You've got the evidence that you were the one that fixed the club room or whatever. You are the one that like put a roof over that the, these people's heads. Mm. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's just a load of shit. I don't know how to... Man, the best skill in the world is not giving a fuck. <laughs> Easier said than done, though, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, for sure. I think um, when you go down the road of getting into a position and doing that stuff, after working for a really hard or a long time and you've actually got some excess income or wealth or whatever, and then you give it away to someone and then you then you get carved up for the first time after that, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like I just did like five years of a grind, mm. got got like what I deserved and then gave some of it away and then these people are calling me like this and it's like, whoa. I think the first time it, that happens to anyone, it's a bit of a weird, eventually you just realise that you've got a target on your back and you don't give a fuck. But yeah, uh, yeah you've got to be probably have a bit of experience. <laughs> I think I spoke about this earlier in the year where I saw someone who I know is very wealthy donate some prize money to the mm. recovery in the Hawks Bay. And it was like, oh, yeah, but fuck, what does it mean to them? Who cares? That's fuck all. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's just like, that, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, and so what percentage of your income this year did you donate to it? Yeah, yeah. So that's right. Yeah, you haven't counted that up yet. Yeah. 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 Oh, but in the past I've done this or I've done that. <laughs> I think the thing that I always come back to and often remind people is that money exchanges hands when value exceeds price. Mm-hmm. That's what creates confirmation of value. Now, you can build the deck at your house. You can add all the value to it or even to that car. And you can think it's worth something. But if the market doesn't want to pay you... Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, don't have blink... Don't have, like, you know, blinkers on with this. Like, you definitely want to... Uh, yeah, that, overcapitalizing is a real thing when it comes to that stuff. And a lot of time, time can heal it. But if you're looking for... A quick return out of it, Mm-mm. like you're going to have to do some more thinking and planning and and strategizing around that for sure. Now, given that we then know that that basically, I can only sell this if somebody else values it. Mm-hmm. Then we have confirmation. Okay, it is worth that. Yeah. Then you do get to decide what you do with that money. The second piece is that money is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. For that person to buy that car or house off you at that said price, confirming the value, to them, they've gotten value and they've exchanged their money because it's a tool that they've swapped something for to get it Mm -hmm. to now swap it for what you've got to be stoked with what they have. Yeah. And meet their goal, maybe be happy, um, achieve what they want to go on to their next chapter. Yeah. So... If you look at it from just those two pieces, one, money exchanges hands when value exceeds price, that always confirms whether something's actually worth what we think it's worth. Yep. Like my Tesla, how it's worth 200K. Uh, secondly, <laughs> money is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. If I can find a tool with enough money to spend 200K on my Tesla, <laughs> that's going to make them happy. And they are, they are choosing. So really, it's got nothing to do with you. No. It's actually the market and yep. then the other person. Yep, 100%, man. Are there bad people in the world? Yes. Do we know that for certain? Yes. Are yep. there people that do bad shit with money? Yes. Is it because money's bad? 
No. Is it because they're bad? Yes. You know, you will constantly see that and you will then find evidence to back up whichever side of the pie, so to speak, you sit on Mm. with this. I just, from my experience over the last decade or so, learning more about money and trying to improve my life and where I wanted to go, I didn't find many positives going down the route of doing less, consuming more, ripping off people, stealing, um, thinking less of other people. It just didn't seem to work. But if I've gone the other way and give more, produce more, add more value, yeah, man. It's just crazy, eh? Also, just as I've got older, this feels really sort of cliche as I've got older, one of those, you know. So old, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've uh, I've really realised that that wealth and money, going back to the very beginning, are very different things. Yeah. Like, for instance, bumping into people and people recognising you from doing this and the Instagram and stuff. Like, that's a version of wealth to me because fucking Gaz White, a four-time drift champion, let me jump in his car and took me for hot laps. Mm, I'll probably pay 20K to do that if I wanted to just go and do it. Exactly. Don't even like, know if you can pay for it. It's wild, right? Yeah. So, like... That is a form of wealth and there's no monetary value that you can actually put on that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to recognize and be, be very thankful. Like I'm very appreciative of that kind of thing when it happens, but also understand that not all wealth is going to be, you know, those old, like like health is wealth. It's so fucking true, eh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I laugh when I was younger. Eh? I'm like, nah, I just want fucking heaps of money. <laughs> yeah. But then you start thinking, like, what, what good is money to you if you can't move? Mm. You know, like, then you can't do all these things. The reason you want money is because you know that they cost things. The things that you want to do have a price on them. So you have to go and money, get the money to do it. But that's actually not 100% true because there's lots of different ways to do lots of different things. And I think being able to understand that and be comfortable with it and then separate them out and then continue to progress with whatever form of currency you use. doesn't have to be dollars, but truly knowing that wealth and, and money are two different things is crucial. Did you see my video the other day, mate, down at the wharf and I saw a boat with two boats on the back? Nah. You didn't? Nah. Michael Hill's boat apparently. Oh, yeah. I was on my lime scooter. Traveling to my conference. Oh, I think I did see this, yeah. And I said at the end, fuck, I am poor. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I go down there and I'm glad that I've trained myself to, I don't do the whole like, fuck, who did anything there anymore. I'm sure I used to do that shit, but it feels like so long ago. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, whoa, there's two boats on the back of a boat. I can't even afford a boat. (laughs) What the hell? What have they done? That's yeah. crazy. And yeah. it's ugly. Why does it look like it should be over at the Navy base? <laughs> it's like Nardo Gray with these gray stripes. Fuck you or money. But <laughs> I think it's I Michael want. Hills apparently. Oh, yeah. But as an example, like there's layers to this stuff too, right, where everyone's got different levels of, of money and stuff. I think a lot of these things people say actually come back to envy and just um, frustration about they can't see how mm. else it could be done. That's actually really powerful because then you can, you know, because you can see it in front of you that someone else has done something. So you're like, okay, I've just got to be in the wrong cul-de-sac. I've just got to get out of here and go and have a look at some other ones. And that's like going down to the wharf when you go down to that cul-de-sac. You're you're (laughs) out of your one and you're like, what the fuck is life? Yeah, yeah. This is wild. What is going on here? You know, (laughs) how is this real? Yeah. And people, there's people cleaning it. They're employed. Yeah. 
what the hell? They're creating jobs. Anyway, so. I actually, just quickly on that, I, I actually use that stuff now. Mm. Quick bang in the face, man. Go drive past, like the house that you want to buy or whatever. Just yep. a quick reminder. Fuck, someone did that. Mm. And no matter how minted you think you can get, there will always be someone that's got shitload more. Bro, someone was born and by the time they could talk, they realized they were owned an oil field. Don't worry about it. Run your own race. <laughs> yeah. And then another layer to look at this, right? And this is often how you know, I think about um, our country, what we might need more of, and that's exporting, but exporting different things. So let's just say that you believe the pie is set amount, but one day someone discovers me in America mm-hmm. and they say, Luke, could you please fly over here and speak at this conference and we'll pay you $10 million US. Yep. And I say, goddamn bet your ass I, I can. I thought you were going to say, make it 20 and I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so then I get $10 million US, which yep. is about 16 million Kiwi, mm-hmm. right? I come back to New Zealand, I declare that, and I have to pay 40% tax mm-hmm. on that. Now that's so much I don't even want to calculate it. <laughs> but there's basically a, a shit ton, $6.4 million worth of, of tax, right? Is there? Yeah. That other people yeah, get fuck. That other people get to benefit it's from lot, in eh? New Zealand. Yeah. Also, I come back, so I give the government my $6.4 million, mm-hmm. and I've got loosely $10 million left, or 9.6 to be exact. Which you're going to start throwing around into other things to make sure that you get more speaking gigs and bring in more money from overseas and do it all again and bigger and better. Mm. So then I come back to right at the start of the pod, the quote, you can't make the pie larger. My answer is fucking watch me. Yeah. Now, if you can get to that conclusion, then can't we all lead a better life by all of us wanting to make the pie bigger? Yeah. Maybe it's not taking from our fellow citizens. Maybe it's adding more to them by taking from other people around the world. Yeah. Yeah, if, man. If that's the way you want to look at it, you know? Yeah, and if you really, truly want to look at it, they can print fucking money. I was then my next layer was. <laughs> <laughs> and when you then said, you can't make the pie larger, I'm like, well, what about the Reserve Bank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it's that's just a matter of fact, you know? So I think it, it truly is uh, anyone believing that there's a fixed source of it all, it's just a myth and you're going to have to get over it. Mm. Um, because if you stay, it's, it's kind of like the abundance versus scarcity mindset. Like if you stay in the fixed pie mindset, you're staying in the scarcity mindset and it's kind of like sitting on the couch for your whole life and complaining about Elon Musk who like, I don't know how he, there's some serious, is that a, is that a protest? Yeah, a nice. protest again, uh, protest. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like complaining about Elon Musk who's running like three, $200 billion companies or some shit, you know, like the guy's insane. He's just a workhorse mm. and still manages to do interviews and shit. Like, you know, him opening a, thir- a fourth company is not going to make you poor sitting on the couch. The fact that you're sitting on the couch is the part that's making you poor and it's scarcity and it's fixed and it's a myth and you have to break out of it and go into the abundance side of it. Create is greater than work. Might be my new slogan. Create is greater than work. Mm. Can you teach yourself to create shit, build shit, and produce 
and create value. Yeah. And it will just drive your net worth through the roof. And other people's. And you'll be able to contribute more to the tax take. Yeah, it's funny, eh? When you, uh, you know, just quickly before we go, whenever you meet someone quite wealthy, they come with like, whenever I've bumped into someone or met them and had good discussions with them, they normally come with like these amazing references of how like good this guy is or lady is or whatever. And it's because of this. Mm. It's because they got to where they're going by providing the value and creating it and everyone's been able to benefit from it. Like I heard someone saying the other day, like Jeff Bezos has created like something like a hundred billionaires because he started a company that someone put, you know, a million dollars into and share price and now they're a billionaire and there's hundreds of them, you know, so it's pretty hard to say that's bad. It's not only that though, normally they have to be personable and all of that other stuff. So I think it's really important and I think, especially going to 2024 when there's going to be just more of this like division shit in New Zealand. We just need to like crack on and fucking be weapons. Really good example to finish. You look at Leighton from Shearsies. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that they built Shearsies is because they were in share clubs themselves where they were kicking in 50 bucks. Oh yeah. And then he said one of his best moments or one of his really humbling moments is that he was on the bus and this person in front of them was on sharesies. And he's like, wow, like, fuck, we built that. Wow, that's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Now, imagine if Leighton was so selfish yeah, and decided, you know what? Fuck these other people. I don't want them investing. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like, why should they? But they've created a solution. Mm. And when I brought them into the office, I said, mate, a hundred percent of the people in this office right now have a Shearsies account. It's like, how does yeah, that yeah. feel? You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But Shearsies increased their prices. Oh fucking hell! I knew they'd do this. Oh, these prices <laughs> suck. These assholes. Like, yeah, all this stuff that goes with it, right? But they've literally gone into the market, solved the problem. They've got five hundred fifty thousand customers. Five hundred fifty thousand Kiwis are like, holy shit! You know what? I, I might send that company money every day. Yeah, and and. They've helped me learn to invest. They put out content, education, just taking care of the tax side of it. They've tried to simplify everything. Yeah. And that's come from someone and a group of them going, man, this is pretty cool. What we get to do, I wish more Kiwis got to do it. Let's try and solve this problem. Now, part of how that came about too is they were in an accelerator type group where they got funding. Mm. Now, remember that this funding had to come from people who had spare money and they had wealth. And instead of them saying, nah, fuck you guys, you can't have this money. They're like, whoa, (laughs) that's a cool problem you're working on. We'll give you some money. Yeah, We'll help you bring this to life. Yep, let us know how much you need. (laughs) And now we get to sit there, use Shizzes on our phone, and we don't question, ah, who lost out? Like, did the pie get smaller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because without... The wealthy people with the investment money, you don't have sharesies. Leighton's probably still working at the bank. 550,000 people don't have sharesies. Yeah. So just be careful how small your think is when some of this stuff comes across because you're not thinking way bigger as so to true, man. how did it get here. Yeah. Good so example true. to finish? Yeah, it's so good. Ashley Simpson. Gets me excited, eh? It is. It is exciting and it should be exciting. Like I say, you can't make the pie larger fucking watch me